Welcome to the Made For More podcast, hosted by yours truly. If you don't know me, hey, I'm Isabel, certified mindset and life transformation coach that specializes in helping ambitious women with discovering your passions, romanticizing your money, and unlocking your hidden potential. Here, you've already witnessed my journey along with many special guests, such as multi-six-figure coaches and entrepreneurs and like-minded individuals who decided to dream bigger as soon as they realized that they were meant for so much more. Chances are, if you're here, you know you are too. So what do you say? Are you ready to say yes to yourself? Well, get ready because you're about to move like you've never moved before. Let's tap into the knowing that you were undeniably made for more. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on to the podcast today. I'm so excited to dive into your expertise with personal development, mindset, business, and especially human design. I would love for you to introduce yourself, what it is that you do, how you help people, and what it is that you are here to help serve the world and create an impact with. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share my story and talk about mindset, business, human design. All of that is just, I'm super passionate about. So my background is I am a former elementary school teacher. My whole life was teaching. Um, My whole family are teachers. I just grew up in a household that was all educators. And that is what I knew to be. And that was the only thing I ever thought I was going to be. So I taught in the classroom for seven years. And about 2020 is when I was first introduced to human design. And I had my first reading. I just love everything about personal development and learning more about who you are. Um, So I thought this was a super cool system. And it just blew my mind out of the water when I first heard about my own chart. And so from then on, after my first session, I just really fell in love with learning more about it, learning how not only myself, but then like my husband and my kids, my friends, I just really got into understanding every nook and cranny there is to know about this super complicated system. Mm. So fast forward two years of studying human design, embodying it, integrating it, watching how other people work based on their own human design, um, I decided to start a business. And it was more so my last year of teaching, I was really frustrated a lot. And I'm a pure generator. And so a sign, a big sign for generators is that it's frustration. That's like your red flag to being out of alignment. And every day I went to school, I was frustrated. I, the minute I opened up my classroom door, frustrated, I lost my passion, lost my drive for helping kids. So I was like, okay, something's got to give here. (laughs) I can't do this forever. And so a close friend of mine, we were kind of on this human design train together and we kind of both just started talking and I started following my sacral response of being pulled more towards human design and away from teaching. And it turned into being a super big risk to quit my teaching career 
um, and start my own business, helping others understand their own human design to leverage their own business, to build it in a way that is meant for them, not based on somebody else's strengths and challenges. And now here we are today. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So it sounds like you came from a teaching industry. You were, what, what did you teach? I taught kindergarten for five years and then I taught fourth grade. Oh, lovely. And what kind of allowed you to kind of be inspired about something a little bit different, like business and all of that when you started going on like your own personal development journey? Yeah. So I wasn't really sure where, which direction I wanted to go with human design. Um, I know that it can help people with their own personal development and in their relationships with spouses, significant others, and even as a parent. Um, But I felt really, I've directed how I want to help people in a way that I like to help women who are first starting off in their business, whether it started as an idea or maybe, you know, maybe they have their LLC or maybe they're just putting together their social media and to show them how they can lean into their own strengths and quirks to build this foundation of a successful business based on who they are through their human design. Hmm. Yeah. That's very unique. I feel like most of the time I see a lot of coaches out there just kind of give like an in-depth chart reading, but to actually utilize it in a way, almost like astrology, right? Um, Would you say, well, of course, right? Like astrology is very different than human design. And I would love for you to kind of give like a short synopsis of your take on, I guess, astrology versus human design? Yeah. So, you know, astrology is somewhat a part of human design as the system is created based on how the planets were aligned when you were born. Mm. So it takes a little bit of astrology. The chart itself kind of looks like the chakra system. And so, and then, so the energy centers are based on the chakra system with a little bit of a little difference in there. Um, but so I think that a main difference between human design and astrology is that human design goes in even deeper. Um, I know that there's a lot of correlations between the houses and, you know, different signs that planets are in, in astrology and human design sort of goes along with that, but it has more specific themes based on um, these 64 gates. And so those are like the little numbers that you'll see on your body graph. And those numbers give you so much insight into very specific traits of yourself that you have that are stronger for you than other people may have. So I like to use it in a way that, you know, these are your gifts, your talents, and things that come easy to you that you may not realize are easy because they come so easy to you. Mm. So I like to point those out with people or for my clients to see that and really lean into those. So I feel like astrology, it's a little bit more challenging to get into the really deep 
traits of yourself, I think, when it comes to astrology. Yeah, no, I completely agree in that regard. I feel like astrology has so many angles to it that it's like a never ending journey, but it also just feels like that's personal development in general. Like there's never just a one layout of, you know, a depiction of who you are, like at the end of the day, right? Like you are who you are. And this is just more of like a, a complimentary aspect to really get to understand that a little bit more. Yeah. So I'd love to know what really piqued your interest of when you first found out that this was something that allowed you to integrate more into your own self-discovery journey. Yeah. So I found out that I was a generator and a big thing for generators when they're out of alignment is like people pleasing tendencies and following like the shoulds of your life. Like, well, I should be doing this for somebody or I should be, you know, helping this or I should be teaching or I should be doing this in my career or I should be marrying this person, you know? So as a generator, I felt even before I found out I was a generator, I kind of felt like there was something more, like I was made for more. How ironic, you know? (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that literally that I was made for more. There was something else out there that was for me. I didn't feel fulfilled. I knew, you know, even though teaching is a super fulfilling job, I just knew that there was something else out there for me. And so when I first started learning about human design and my own chart, and I kind of unlearned some of this behavior that I grew up with, where I started listening to my body when it said like, no, I don't want to do that. I started listening and then continuously doing that and really connecting to what my body was telling me versus my mind. And in doing so, it kind of, it definitely led me here, but then it also helped me form boundaries with people in my life that, you know, are hard to say no to family members, close friends that maybe aren't, you know, on the same page with you anymore. Um, So it really just helped me set boundaries and listen to myself a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I can't agree more with, I guess, the generator piece, because I'm also a generator. Oh, cool. (laughs) And the fact that my whole podcast is called Made for More. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that is just like clink with the two glasses (laughs) right there. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. I find a lot of my, you know, close coach friends happen to be in that same vibe and they find out their generators as well. And I almost like to think of generators when I first found out what it exactly was and what it pertained to. And also just my personal experience, um, very similar to you and like a career that should have been more fulfilling to me. But at the end of the day, I was always chasing that more, like more success, more validation, more money, more, you know, I guess the outside world to validate this like feeling of what I was chasing Mm -hmm. instead of really, like you said, listening to it intuitively, internally looking at yourself and really practicing those like, you know, mindfulness uh, practices with personal development, you know, and it wasn't until going on that journey 
that spark lit up and it was like literally thinking of a generator like a generator like (laughs) full Mm -hmm. of light and power and um execution right and so I like to think that's like a huge skill and strength that we have but the downside is most likely what it sounds like when a generator never turns off it just runs on fumes (laughs) yeah yes 100% yeah and you know, it's like generators have the capacity, like they have this big, huge gas tank, right? Like that's full, like so much gas to go, go, go. If they're doing things that they're passionate about, that they enjoy, that lights them up. So they have the capacity to have all this energy and generate all this energy for others around them and like light their world up, therefore passing that along to people around them. But if they continue to push themselves and do things that they don't enjoy that are draining them, that gas tank quickly drains and then you don't have anything left. And I think as generators, self-consciously, we're always thinking like, well, we can do this. We can just keep pushing through it. We'll just fine. We'll be fine. We'll just get it done with, get it over with. I have the energy for it. It's fine. I'll just do it. But then we're just continuously doing that. You just get so burnt out and just drained and frustrated. Yeah. Speaking of this topic, since we're already diving into this, um, what would you say would be more of um, more traits of a generator besides just like the burnout and energy side of it? Like what are be, what would you describe as like some nitty gritty details that would be like an aha for some people. Yeah. So a generator, um, how they're meant to kind of go through the world to make, have the universe kind of bring to them what they're looking for, how to go after their desires, how to, you know, make their dreams turn into a reality is that we are meant to wait to respond to the world outside of us. So what that looks like is like, instead of you know, going out there and making things happen, we let the world come to us and we get to decide, yes, if that's for us or no, if it's not. And we know that as generators from having a defined sacral, which is like the second to bottom square on your chart, when you're looking at it, if that's colored in, that means that you have like this immediate gut instinct. And so for some people, they can feel that like they lean forward physically, like it's a very physical feeling. So if you see something that is lighting you up that you really enjoy that you're meant to go after to, you know, welcome more into your life, you may lean forward, you may like feel your body expand. And a lot of it is sounds like innate sounds. So before you even think about it before you even express it with words when you're super in tune embodying the generator lifestyle is that it just comes out with sounds like, mm-hmm, like it just naturally comes out and it takes a lot of work to really get to that point because we're so used to being told to, you know, use your words since you're little children, use your words. And it's hard as gener, you know, So that's a huge thing for generators is to really just trust your body and the sounds that come out to show you what's meant for you and what's not meant for you. So that's a huge one. Yeah. Um, 
have you noticed as a generator, like since you've started your discovery, have you noticed tapping into that a little bit more? Well, I notice I say like, mm, a lot. I think you've already <laughs> like noticed that on the mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah. Um, but definitely when like I resonate with something, but I do feel that, I mean, maybe I am the only one who does that. I don't know. But like, <laughs> now that I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, wait, I probably am the only one who does that on top of, I do tend to make like <laughs> funny sounds. <laughs> yes. And see, once you are aware of it, you'll start noticing it more like, oh my gosh, I do do that. Yeah. It's, it's quite funny. Um, mm -hmm. Something else you had said, waiting to respond, which mm -hmm. is something that I feel like generators and in, in, in general have a hard time doing, right? Because they are such a go, go, go. Like I have all this energy. I'm capable of anything. They have so much drive. You know, it's like yeah. they, they want to be this like positive light in the world and mm -hmm. they want to do so good and, and pr pr be very productive in whatever it is that they're achieving. And so I think that that is a huge, I think, learning lesson on its own is to take a step back and really wait to respond. I remember reading that for the first time and I resonated so much with most of it. And then I saw that and I was like, <laughs> I was like, me? Like, yeah. take a step back, like waiting to yeah. respond. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Can we like change that? Like, <laughs> right. And you know, not a lot of people are actually meant to, you know, initiate and go after things. The only type that really is meant to do that is manifestors. They're here to go and get it right. Go do the things. And then we are the ones that will respond to what they're doing. Um, but so for you, like, I felt the same way when I first saw that because I am not a patient person. If I want something, I want to go get it right now. And I will do everything I can to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> so as a generator, it's it was really hard to be like, okay, I'm just going to step back for a minute. I'm going to test this out, see how this works. And just kind of trust that what's meant for me will be in my world somewhere, somehow, and just paying attention to what I see. And if I like, even like in a magazine or scrolling, like on Instagram or whatever, if there's something that I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, like, I like that. That excites me. I want that you know, that's your body's way of telling you like, yes, that's meant for you, you know, go for that and continue to respond to what the universe is giving you to what people, how people are being presented to you opportunities, and then just keep following it that way. And you'll start to see, I like to say they're like little breadcrumbs, like the universe will continue to give you little tiny pieces of breadcrumbs. So you just have to focus on like the next one and respond, keep responding to those little breadcrumbs. And then eventually you will see that, you know, you'll have the whole piece of bread eventually. Wow. Yeah. It's so funny you say that too. Cause I feel like I'm at this like point where like I had started working with like my own mindset coach and it got to a point where I was doing so much and she had me take a step back and completely not do anything. And 
really take a rest period. And I feel like after like a week or two, after like going nuts in my own head, like, what am I supposed to do? I like, I'm supposed to go after all these goals. I'm supposed to be doing all these like stabilized routines. And I think like after two weeks, it really sat with me. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's okay. Like things are just going to start happening naturally. Yeah. And I, especially, I feel like this past like two weeks, like two, three, four weeks with cancer season and Venus in retrograde, I was feeling all the feels and I was responding so much to just emotional, like relationships and attachments and triggers and all of these things that were coming up for me. Um, and it was almost like the universe was dropping in these like little hints to respond to what it is I was a yes to and what I was a no to and right exactly what you were saying I was <laughs> kind of blown away like now that we're having this conversation <laughs> yes it's it's so it like no matter who I talk to all the people that I've even just talked in general to about it not even just clients just because I love talking about human design is that they're always like wow like their minds are just blown and it's because it's super cool. It's so once you start learning more about it and really start paying attention to how your design works for you, it just, it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, but what you were saying with all the feels in these last couple of weeks, I <laughs> was in the same boat. I'm like, come on universe, give me something that I can say yes to please. Yeah. yeah. But so another huge thing, it's funny that you said that like after, you know, a couple of weeks of rest, another huge thing for generators is what's called a generator plateau. Have you heard of that before? Oh, but it resonates. (laughs) So generators are meant to like be the master of one thing, right? Like they're here to really focus and get really good at their thing. Whereas like manifesting generators, they're more meant to do multiple things. For us, we're meant to just like stay focused. So how we go through like learning or accomplishing things is that it's called like a stair step learning curve is how I've been taught. So you go up, you have all this momentum, and then all of a sudden you hit a plateau. And in this plateau, you feel like nothing is working. You kind of might feel stuck. You might feel dull. You might feel like, what am I even doing? And (laughs) by the look on your face, I feel like I, this might be hitting spot on. (laughs) You had me dead. The skull emoji in this chat. (laughs) Yes. And so here's the thing with this plateau is that this is where a lot of people give up. And they're like, nope, screw this. I'm not going to do this. This is too hard. I don't like where this is going or nothing is happening. It's like, for me, I feel whenever I have my plateaus, it's a lot of like, nothing is happening. Nothing is working. Why is this just so like stuck? I feel stuck. Mm. But what I've been taught is that this is when the universe is kind of conspiring to create something for you. And the reason why you hit this plateau is that you're resting a little bit. You're maybe, you know, find something fun to do that doesn't take a lot of energy because 
it's like the universe's way of forcing you to just chill the F out a little bit because we're always so go, go, go. But if we continue to be that way, we're not going to have the energy to finish or do whatever it is, the bigger thing that we want to do. So as you come to this plateau, you're resting a little bit, chilling out, still doing things that like light you up, but maybe not so aggressively. And then at the end of this plateau, if you can make it to the end, then you shoot back up again and you'll notice like more ambition again, more accomplishments, more drive, more like, yes, let's do this. And then you go through that for a little while and then you'll come to another plateau and it's just like this cycle. So like I recommend to generators is that when you hit this plateau, when you feel this feeling of like, nothing's happening just chill out, like, let yourself rest, let yourself, you know, still respond and do or like still do things that light you up. But just give your second, give yourself a second, give the universe some time to figure out what it is they're doing for you. And just trust that on the other side of this, you're going to see why. Like, why you were resting and then it's going to work out you'll be like okay here it is this is what I was waiting for thank you (laughs) yeah oh my gosh you just described my whole life in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) yes it's so crazy I love it yeah well I'm proud to say that after a year of hitting those plateaus it was constant like highs and lows for so long of just like being really 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 good and then boop like right back down to plateau like what am I even doing and I feel like just recently as I just described it was incredible to just not really attach myself to what I should be doing or what I should be focusing on but really just looking at myself and I think if that's one key word of advice that if you are a generator listening to this, um, or even just anyone in general, like it's (laughs) important to realize that, you know, you see all of these like really successful people and they value hard work, but you don't really see them like working hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Kind of change the way hard work is defined by you and your level of success your version and standard of success and what you prioritize most with that you know and that should be you know yes and you know I love how you just said like your version of success because that was something also that I like kind of realized through this process is that everybody doesn't desire the same thing Mm. and you know it's kind of I mean, I think everybody understands that people work differently and want different things, but until you really start getting to know how other people's energy works and really talk to people about what success means to them, it's everybody's so different. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you're looking at somebody, you know, these big successful business owners on social media well, they may be working their ass off like night and day and over, you know, killing themselves where to me, that does not sound successful. Like that's not the type of success that I want. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like simplicity, like doing things 
Um, I mean, I like fancy, nice things. Don't get me wrong, but I also am a little bit more like, I like it flowy. I like it easier. I like it. You know, I'm not going to push myself till I'm so just frustrated and drained and dead that I just want to give up, you know? Yeah. I would love to kind of go on to manifesting generators at this point, because I see so many manifesting generators on the internet. And I'm like, is there something special about you? Not me. Like, did you first get that like vibe too? And I was like, why do you get the power to manifest? Yes. (laughs) So I am surrounded by manifesting generators. Right. I I mean, between manifesting generators and generators, we make up like 50% of the population. But my two kids are manifesting generators. A bunch of my closest friends are manifesting generators. My own coach is a manifesting generator. Um, Two other coaches of mine are like, they're just all over the place. And so, (laughs) and I've always questioned like, do you have to be a manifesting generator in order to be successful? Like Mm. all these big coaches and all these big people that I have been working with are all manifesting generators. And I've been like, you know, trying to wrap my head around it. Like, what the heck? What do, (laughs) what do they have that I don't, you know? But I think the thing with manifesting generators is that they have the capacity to hold multiple things at the same time. That's just how they're built. They're here, you know, they skip steps a little bit and then come back. They will go hard on something And then the next day, do something completely different. Like they can juggle a lot of things at the same time. And that's not to say that that is the reason why they're successful. But I do think that that definitely helps. Hmm. And so I think as generators, we just have to figure out the way to make our type be successful because there still are successful generators out there too, for sure. For sure. (laughs) And projectors and manifestors, all, all the types. Um, but so manifesting generators, they have that, um, defined sacral as well. And then they're also going to have a defined throat. And so with the defined throat, they have the energy just naturally. That's where like your manifestations come out of your communication. Um, they have more energy to make their manifestations come to light where, cause that's all done in your throat center. So with it defined, that means that they're just built with that energy where um, some generators may have that, but all manifesting generators do have a defined throat. So they just have a different energy there to do that. Does that make sense? It's kind of like a confusing, can be confusing. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the people that I know that are manifesting generators they have this like dominance with their voice it's almost like they know their inner power through the words that they speak um you know my own it's like some some of them are just like naturally talented at Mm -hmm. telling a story or you know having like self-expression and in the ways that they're telling a story the ways that they're describing things it's like really interesting um you know, I know a few coaches in the industry who are manifesting generators and just the way they show up, the way that they host their lives, 
the ways that they host master classes, like you could just tell like the power in the room is just through the words they speak. Right. Um, it's not even always just what they do. It's it's just how they utilize their their words, their self-expression. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And that definitely, I do believe, I mean, there's a lot of factors in the, in somebody's chart that can contribute to that, but I think having that defined throat is where a lot of that comes from because they're just, no matter who they're around, they're just built with that Mm -hmm. gift where somebody with a defined throat. So that square would be white. Like myself, if I'm in the room with somebody who's a manifesting generator or who has a defined throat, I take that, I can borrow that energy and use it like it's my own. So I catch myself like friends. And even when my kids are in the room, I catch myself talking more, being able to vocalize my thoughts and feelings more and being able to just express myself verbally more when I'm with somebody who has a defined throat. And then after leaving their aura, after leaving the same space that with them, then it's like, it's gone. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. They almost have like a magnetic aura, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yep. Yes. They Very do. interesting. Yeah. What would you say is their, you know, weakness? Hmm. I would say something that's more challenging for them would be less initiating and more waiting to respond because they are meant to do both. So how peer generators are waiting to respond is their strategy to go through life manifesting generators. Theirs is wait to respond and then take action. So theirs is more like once they see something that they want that they respond to, they need to kind of test the waters first and then attack (laughs) that if that's like probably horrible visual but um (laughs) but that's you know that's kind of harder for some manifesting generators I would I have seen is that they do want to make things happen right away um because they are so they have a busy energy they're here to just you know go 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 um but also to take a moment and see, you know, if it's right for them kind of thing. Hmm. And I've noticed that with some manifesting generators, so they may have an emotional authority, which means it's how you're meant to make a decision. And as a manifesting generator with an emotional authority, it's hard to wait for your clarity. So emotional authorities means that you like aren't here to make immediate decisions. You kind of have to feel all your waves of emotions and then come to your clarity. So with manifesting generators, you know, they're, they have the capacity and energy to be busy and want to just keep moving along. So I find that I've, I've noticed with some clients of mine that having to wait to find their clarity, you know, like in big decisions and stuff is pretty challenging for them. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's hard to really find that clarity when you're so attached to the emotion to give you that clarity. Yeah. Because you know? sometimes we attach emotions to a story and then that becomes a thought spiral and then we assume the worst and it becomes a whole rock bottom from there. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
that's yeah yeah and I think with that like with an emotional authority is that that's the main thing is not attaching to the high emotions around it or the low emotions around it and just letting them happen without tying a story to them and then once you find your clarity once you like take a breath of relief or a sigh of relief then it's like okay this is now the story that I can continue on with that like crazy super hyper energy like over the top excited isn't the story to attach to either is this maybe super sad feeling bad about yourself or just really like in a negative headspace don't attach to that either yeah yeah so interesting enough with manifesting generators so they're pretty much like the older sister to generators is what it sounds like (laughs) yeah that's a good way to look at it absolutely it sounds like it it sounds like they're just kind of two steps ahead but also they can learn from the younger sister as well who kind of knows a little bit better and like kind of knows from their mistakes a little bit like is more in tune with is less go 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 like you're saying like more knows how to respond than initiate and they kind of complement each other in that way so it sounds like from what I'm collecting they both kind of benefit from both strengths and weaknesses that they have because ideally they are the same right very much different through those aspects yes oh that's such a good way to look at it because that is a big thing for manifesting generators is that since they move so quickly they sometimes will make mistakes or have like an error. And it's about going for them. It's about, you know, taking a couple steps forward and then realizing, oops, I did something wrong or oops, I forgot to do something. Let me go back to that again, Mm. circle back around to that and then continue on in another direction or skip some more steps. That's just kind of how their energy works. Interesting. So they're more like action oriented, right? I would say, because like exactly like you said, like when they feel like they've kind of messed up at something or they've initiated too much and they have to like kind of retrace back their steps to kind of like learn that lesson, then go, go ahead and take action again after they've already learned how to respond. Yeah. Versus a generator who doesn't necessarily need to retrace their steps back. They just need to, I guess, stay more present in the journey. Yeah. They just take it a little bit slower. Yeah. And not initiate Mm -hmm. and then learn from their mistakes, but more like wait to respond than initiate. So they don't have to continuously keep making mistakes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. One thing that like I definitely noticed with my kid learning more about manifesting generators, he was reading a book out loud to me and he's like, he's a really good reader. He would read the words super fast, but every couple lines, he would mistake a word. He would say the wrong word and then he'd keep reading, but then he'd realize like a couple words after like, oh wait, that wasn't the right word. And then he'd go back and reread the sentence that he messed up on and then keep going. 
So it was to me, it was like, this is the epitome of how manifesting generators work. Like he's would is a super fast reader would make a couple mistakes, go back, reread it, and then keep going on. Go, go, go make a mistake, go back, reread it, and then keep going back forward. Whereas like a generator, if I were to read something out loud, I would read it a little bit slow, slower than he would. And without like making as many mistakes. Wow. I love that analogy. (laughs) Um, Because I feel like, especially like bringing that up as an example, when I think of projectors, because I do have a few people that I've met that are projectors and their vibe, their energy and the ways that they portray themselves as like business people, because they Mm -hmm. are very talented, very intelligent. You could just tell they're very precise with like the way they word things and how intellectual they are. And they're not as like high energy. I've noticed they're very inquisitive, open-minded, but very smart. I feel like I get like aesthetic bookworm vibes from them. Like it's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Yeah. Yeah. So projectors, you know, my husband's a projector. So watching him in comparison to the rest of us generator type beings, is really interesting Um, because he does definitely see things from like a higher perspective. Like we're like in the moment, whatever's in front of us is what we're doing. That's what matters where he definitely like sees a bigger picture. And that's what projectors are gifted at. They're here to see things They say like a bird's eye view and then like kind of zone in on how they can then insert themselves and their guidance to the generator types. And then us generator types go and, you know, do our thing while the projector is, goes back up into the air and (laughs) watches us, you know, for some more to see how else, when they can come in and help and guide others. Yeah. Yeah. I almost kind of compare like the the example you wrote from the book. Um, like projectors like to read the entire paragraph or the whole page before they start reading. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like they need to know the concrete plan first in order to take action and feel like if it's aligned for them, I feel like. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Right. Yeah. Like they'll read like the whole, like the back summary and like the author, like about the author to get like a bit, like a different view on it and then start reading it or then tell somebody else why they should read it kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So wait, tell me a little bit more about like what you've observed if you've worked with like projector clients um some weaknesses and some key words here yeah so a huge thing that I've noticed coaching projectors that's hard for me is that asking them open-ended questions is how they're meant to answer so generators and manifesting generators because of our defined sacral we work better making decisions with yes or no questions So, and with options, because then we can respond to it, right? That's how we express our truth 
is by responding. So for like my kids that are in myself, if you were to ask me, what do you want for dinner? I'd be like, I wouldn't be able to think of anything. I have no idea. And it's like this most simple question, but I don't know. Like I would, it would take a, like a few seconds for me to think of something. Whereas if you were to ask me, do you want spaghetti or tacos for different for dinner? I'd be like spaghetti. Like I'd be able to know right away. Whereas projectors, if you were to ask them, do you want spaghetti or tacos for dinner? That might make them pause a little bit longer because they're like, wait, I mm, like, you know, like I can't, this doesn't work for me. If you were to say, what do you want for dinner? Then they'd be able, like my husband is able to come up like with the, like an elaborate dinner within like seconds. I'm like, how did you even do that? How did your brain <laughs> work like that? Like I couldn't <laughs> never, I would never be able to do that. But so that's like a huge difference between projectors and the generator types I've noticed. So coaching them, um, I catch myself ask, whenever I coach my clients, I catch myself asking them a lot of yes or no questions. So I've had to reframe how, you know, I want to get to know my clients more and really focus on asking open-ended questions versus the yes or no, or giving them options. Yeah. So I'd say those, that's like a huge difference between the two of them. And knowing that, like if you're a coach or with a significant other or a parent or whatever, if you know the difference between if you're a projector, manifester, reflector type or manifesting generator or generator, those just knowing that and how to communicate with them is like the most helpful thing that you could do. Yeah, that didn't really answer your question. I kind of went off, but. No, it's, it's a good valid point. Yeah. So projectors, they, um, so a huge thing for them is that they are very efficient. So the way that their energy works is that they can get a lot done in a short amount of time versus sacral beings, generators and manifesting generators. They are not as efficient because their energy can sustain a lot more for longer periods of time where projectors, they don't have that defined sacral. So they're not built with that reliable tank of energy. So they, with their ability to like see things from a bigger picture, they're able to just figure out what needs to be done, how to do it in the most efficient way. Wow. And then, yeah. And then get, uh, <laughs> I know, I, know. I, yes, to be honest. <laughs> When I first learned, to be honest, when I first learned that um, my husband and one of my close friends were projectors, I was like, what the hell? Like, you guys <laughs> get things done so much. This is not fair. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I got super frustrated. I was like, why can't I get things done quicker? Like, you guys can. But, you know. That's so true, though. I can mm -hmm. totally see that with so many that I know. And I'm like, wow, I'm over here, like overdoing myself. And <laughs> like, yeah. it makes no sense. Right. And that's just, you know, it's because we're all built differently. And there's a reason for it. You know, like if everybody was like a generator type, mm -hmm. we'd all be buzzing around, not really having guidance of <laughs> where to put our energy where and if everybody were projectors, 
nobody would be around generating this energy for them to go off of. So we're all made differently for a reason. Yeah. They have to have a weakness though. Yes. So I would say that one of the main things that projectors like are challenged with is pushing themselves too far because they see with 50% of the world having a defined sacral, they see a lot of people in the hustle and bustle because we have the energy to be in the hustle and bustle, whereas they are not meant to hustle and bustle. <laughs> They're meant to get it done and then chill out. Like, so to kind of like put it into like a nine, if you have a nine to five job, for instance, you know, giving yourself like three or four hours five hours max of like work output is, you know, brain power is all you're supposed to, they say that that's like the most you want to exert yourself as a projector. And then the rest of your time, you know, listen to a podcast or read a book or do something that's also stimulating and helpful for your productivity, but not as much exertion all day long. So I think that projectors are very, can get burnt out very easily because of that. Yeah. I have noticed that the ones that I've seen in a disempowered state tend to kind of be, I hate to sound like this, but kind of slugs, like <laughs> they're kind of like a slug, like they're just yeah. like, I don't want to do anything. Like, and it's because yeah. they've really overextending themselves like they'll work yeah. two jobs and like they'll do what needs to be done you know overexerting right. themselves and then th- they wonder why like at the same time nothing gets done and they're just kind of wondering where their energy went you know right. and I, I find that so fascinating you know because it's mm-hmm. not like I'm trying to bash them it's just more so very similar to like the rest of us just knowing where you're pointing your energy and when and where are you really prioritizing the excitement and and the intellect and the inspiration in your life to refuel yourself you know right and a huge sign for projectors to prevent them from getting to that point is the feeling of bitterness Mm. so like if they start to feel bitter towards a job a relationship whatever it may be that's their huge red flag to like step away and reassess how you're putting your energy towards that. So like generators, it's frustration, manifesting generators, it's frustration and anger. It's like intermixed. And then projectors, it's the feeling of bitter bitterness. Wow. That's that really does make so much sense. (laughs) Do, Do the projectors that, you know, do you see some bitterness coming from them sometimes? Very much so. And one of my closest <laughs> friends is a, a projector. And then I have another one who's a manifesting generator. And just observing the way that they are in both of their jobs and careers and relationships mm-hmm. is massively different. You know, you have yeah. the manifesting generator over here who just randomly quit her job. It has been posting her art online, has been making money. Um, doesn't know how she's doing it, but she's just like, I'm going with the flow. You know, she's literally just making things happen. And it's really beautiful to watch how she's evolving. Right. Mm -hmm. And you look at the projector who is just like, 
working just as hard for a job that she doesn't really like but she, I mean she likes it but it's not to the fullest potential that she can possibly get to and so she's very much over analyzing her life I feel like too much mm-hmm. um and she's kind of taking it with a, a grain of of salt I think a little bit too much instead of really pointing her energy in the right direction you know it feels yeah. like she's kind of waiting for something too you know yeah And that's, so the thing with projectors is that they are like built with a gift, like, and that is what they are meant to share with others and guide other people on. And sometimes that's really hard for them to find it, um, to understand it, to like really dive into it. So like I recommend to my projector clients to like, think about what people ask you for help on. Like, what do people come to advice for you for? Or what are you constantly like researching or reading about and figure out kind of how that you can turn that into, you know, your career, your, what you do, how you make your impact, how you help others. Um, And once projectors can kind of nail that down a little bit, it comes a little bit easier for them. Yeah. Um, another huge thing for projectors is needing to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge important piece for projectors. So like if to start with just recognizing themselves for what they're doing, not how much they're doing. Yeah. So you know, so if they can start recognizing themselves for the gifts that they have and the wonderful things that they're doing, then that's going to kind of exude out of them and then allow other people to start recognizing them as well for their talents and their gifts and their leadership where, and then as soon as, you know, they have more of that recognition, they're going to continue to guide and lead others. And it's just like a beautiful little dance. (laughs) Like they just continue to help others with their gifts, the more they get recognized. Yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> I feel like they're almost like a, like a mirror for the people around them. Like because of how potent they are on seeing like the bigger picture of things. Mm-hmm. From what I gather, I could be wrong. Um, maybe you could correct me on this, but like they can really observe the energy in the room and kind of project onto that you know like kind of match that energy yeah Um, and sometimes yeah like in a way like projection like they can project themselves into the group um so it's really probably vital for them to going back to really observing their energy where they're giving their energy towards and what's really inspiring them or, or pulling them back down to like that bitterness yeah and you know the thing about them is that their aura is really meant to like really dive into other people's auras. Like really, I'm at a loss for the word I'm looking for, but like they know how to get in and get to know other people at a really like a deeper level in an easier way. Yeah, That's just their aura. Like, and they probably most likely don't even realize it, but they just have that gift of really just diving in to get to know people so that they can guide them and help them and lead them. Yeah. That's so true. Cause they are like the most intellectual people I've ever met. Like they know the right questions to ask. They know the energy to be on. Yeah. It's 
quite interesting, but yeah. I'd love to know a little bit more as like, I feel like I haven't really, I've never met a deflector. A reflector. Oh, huh, look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, a reflector. Yeah, a reflector. So a reflector, there's only like one percent of the population are reflectors. So they're pretty rare. Um, ironically, I know like my grandma's a reflector. One of my close friends' fiance is a reflector. There's a lot in my like close circle. So it's interesting to see how they work. So reflectors are completely undefined. So that means they're constantly taking in the energy of other people and reflecting that back to us. So they are here to kind of show mankind how we can be better <laughs> because, you know, the people that they're around, the environment that they're around, they're going to take that in and amplify it, like make it bigger, more kind of more in your face. So if you're seeing that and you're like, ooh, I don't like what that person is doing and that person happens to be a reflector, it's definitely something that you see in yourself that's happening in yourself that you don't like because the reflector is showing that for you. Hmm. Yeah. So they are more of like the mirrors of the gen or of the human design types. Um, and it's not that they... Uh, I have was told this analogy once and I thought it was super interesting for reflectors is that they are a mirror reflecting onto others, but they still are an actual mirror. Like there still is their being. It's not like they're just here for other people. They still are who they are. I mean, when you hold a mirror, yes, you see yourself back, but you still are holding an actual mirror. So I think for reflectors, it's important for them to remember that they still are their own person, that they still are their own being and they have their own personality. Um, it's just that when they are around others a lot, it's easier to kind of mold or be like a chameleon to the people that you're around. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what they go through every single day. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. a kind of empath or. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, one of the reflectors that I know, she, um, I've known her for, oh man, like 11, 12 years. And she bounced around to like different boyfriends. And as she was with these different boyfriends, she definitely changed her hobbies, her interests kind of how what she wore and that kind of stuff as her boyfriends changed. And so learning that she was a reflector, it made a lot of sense because she became more of that person because she was around that environment all the time. So it's super important for reflectors to, you know, be in your own space, get out in nature to really ground yourself and get rid of all the energy of other people. Um, or like listening to music is another good one too for reflectors because you're just kind of soaking in the music and pushing out other people's energy. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I, I have yet to meet one and I'm very curious to see, yeah. do you feel like if they were in a room full of generators, <laughs> they'd be like, 
<laughs> yeah. So I've noticed with my grandma after finding out, like looking up her chart, she, I've always things that I've liked about her that I've really like connected with her on is definitely characteristics that I see in myself. And I'm like, but in the past I was like, Oh, it's my grandma. I definitely learned it from her. And then switching it to like the human design lens is that I may have learned it from her, but I'm seeing it more. I'm seeing myself in her a lot more, you know, than who she is. If that makes sense, it's kind of confusing, but so she will, you know, have the energy to stay with us and do things with us and be with us. But then she definitely needs to go like have her own time for a little bit and kind of recoup from being around a bunch of generators and manning gens. Yeah. I can only imagine how it must feel for like projectors and reflectors to be in a room full of like if you could describe all four of them in one room like Mm -hmm. what would you describe their like ideal profession like their traits yeah think of like charlie's angels over here (laughs) yeah oh okay so I would say that like if they were all in a room together and that, you know, like what kind of like if they're all at the same party, kind of what they would be doing, right? Yeah. So a manifesting generator would be bouncing around to different groups of people, talking to, you know, like the social butterfly, um, maybe like dancing for a little bit and then going to go to the bar and chat with people for a little bit and then maybe go outside for a little bit. They're just kind of the social butterfly going all around. Um, where generators, I feel like they would be the ones that once they're dancing on the dance floor, that's where you're going to find them for the rest of the night is on the dance floor. Like right. that's their thing. That's what they're going to do. Or like, uh, um, I'm kind of just trying to think of like how I am at a party or like in a social environment. Whereas like if I like sit at a table or a booth at a certain place, that's usually where I end up staying. And then I let people who want to talk to me, come talk to me instead of me going to talk to them. Mm. And that's just how generators auras work. They're very magnetic and they are like call in what they're meant to call in. So I feel like that's how generators would be. Um, Projectors, Mm -hmm. I feel like they would be somebody that is having like a deep conversation in a quiet corner of the restaurant or bar Mm -hmm. and just like really being involved in like a deep conversation with somebody for the majority of the time. Yeah. And then reflectors, I feel like they would, and again, if you're listening and you are a type that I don't know and you totally disagree, I'm just sharing this from my own perspective and my own experiences of working with my clients. But so a reflector, I feel like would be more of whoever they came with, that's what they're going to do. So like if they came with their group of people and they went to the dance floor right away, they're going to stay at the dance floor right away. And, you know, even if 
their group of people leave, they're probably still going to just stay at that dance floor and just kind of, you know, do their thing that way. Um, but at the same time, reflectors can be very, like, bounce around as well. So I feel like whatever, however they're feeling in their environment is what they're going to be like at a so in a social setting. Like if they show up with people who are energetic and lively, they're going to be energetic and lively. If they show up with people who are kind of like, eh, this place sucks, I don't want to be here, they're going to have that kind of same attitude. Does that clear it up a little bit? Yeah. And then there is one more type, manifestors. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yes. And manifestors are one of my favorite types. I love manifestors and I don't know why, but it's just that they have this, like, they're meant to have this like boss bitch attitude. Like they are not here for everybody and everybody is not here for them. Like they're the type of people, they have this aura because they're meant to, they are here to lead the way. And, you know, they're the like head trailblazers. They are here to make a change and do things differently. And so their auras are super strong as far as like, they're hard to welcome in people. They don't welcome in people very often unless they're their people, because if they were to welcome in and let other people's, you know, emotions and thoughts and feelings attached to them, then they're going to have a harder time going off and, you know, being different, like they're here to do. Mm. So manifestors, I feel like they would be one the ones that would like grab the microphone from the DJ and like, or start like changing the songs like on the jukebox or, or on the jukebox. Wow. That just dated me. <laughs> but like, just play it, go and just change the music or change the lighting and make it like a completely different environment because that's how they think it should be. And then the rest of like the people love it yeah interesting yeah it's like they thrive on almost kind of being in the spotlight but they're kind of like rebellious in that way and and kind of like the attention but not in like a conceited way like they feel like they have like a good like a good stance or like they're like a good role model in some way yes I 100% think that um and they are you either love them or you're not a fan of them. Like they're, and they feel the same way about you probably. <laughs> like it's a mutual feeling here <laughs> and it's okay. Like, and I think that, cause I have a close friend who I used to teach with that is a manifester and she's got a big personality. When she walks into a room, people recognize, like people look at her just because she's got this big aura about her. And she is the type of person that you either like her or you can't stand her. <laughs> mm. And it's just, it is, and they can be pretty intimidating because of their, you know, they're kind of tough exterior as well. Um, but they fascinate me. I, I think manifestors are my favorite type to kind of be around and just like be in their energy. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's so funny because you said you were a Leo and I feel like I get that vibe from Leos a lot. 
Like it's yeah. either a love and hate relationship. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, oh Lord, it's like tough love. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think maybe that's why I like manifestors so much. Like I like to be in their energy because then I don't feel like I'm the only one who's like that. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like manifestors have a similarity with like manifesting generators and generators or are they very different? So one of the main differences is that they don't have a defined sacral. So they aren't here. So similar to like projectors, they're not built with sustainable energy unless, so they have what are called like these urges. So they come up like these, they're the only type to, if they have an idea that comes to their mind to go make it happen. They're the only type to do that because that's just how they're born. That's just how they're made. Um, (laughs) So they will go through like spurts of energy. So if they get this like idea, they'll have the energy to go after it and start it and initiate it, but then really need to rest. Oh, my dogs are running around upstairs. Sorry. Um, So they need to rest. They need to have their rest time. And, you know, these urges can maybe go like days long of getting things done, going, 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 but then really need to spend like days to rest and recoup from what they just did or rest up for their next surge or or idea that's going to happen. Yeah. It kind of give me like celeb status. Um. I feel like Donald Trump is a manifester off the top of my head. I think he is. And it goes to show that, and I think like Hitler was a manifester, if I'm remembering this right. <laughs> so, yeah. And I could be wrong. I would have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that those two were. And it goes to show that if you are a manifester, you have the ability to be a leader and you have your powerful human being. You just have to use it in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those two people are very much hated in this country. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh, love her. Um, sure. I, um, I can't think of any other those are like just the two that stood out as far as manifestors because they are such a big personality and it just shows that they have to be careful with their power. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. So I feel like there's so much that ties into this um, when it comes to human design. I mean, we barely scraped the surface (laughs) I feel like we got a lot of strengths and weaknesses so um I would love to perhaps you know make another episode if you want on just like more of the authority types because I feel like that would be very intriguing for people to kind of dive a little bit deeper if you're open to that yeah absolutely and of course you know booking a session with you um if you have any promotions going on or any ways that you offer your services, I would love for you to, you know, 
course, introduce those to the audience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, my, as the rebel spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, some of my main, um, sessions that I'm doing right now, I do one-to-one, just a basic human de- design session. I also do human design and business strategy sessions. So those are for people who have already had a human design, a basic session and understand, you know, their type strategy authority profile a little bit. So then we can take that information and tie it into building your business um, your way. So like the way a projector builds their business is going to be completely different than a manifesting generator. And so knowing those strengths with your with yourself when you're building your business, it just is going to lay a foundation that's so much more sustainable from the get-go. So that's those are my two main sessions that I do. Yeah. Well, they can definitely find that in your profile. Um, I meant to ask, what does it mean for you to be rebellious? Because I know... I've loved, that's one of the reasons I, I'm <laughs> connecting with you. And I think that was the yeah. first message I, I had shot you over. I was like, I love the way that you had described you. And mm-hmm. I definitely thrive on like the rebellious, non-traditional piece of being yes. more. So just to kind yeah. of end this uh, sure. section with what does that mean for you? Yeah. So for me, the rebel spirit is just, it means that I am an intuitive, spiritual person, but not in your most typical way. I, you know, when you think of people that are really into spirituality or, you know, like human design, astrology, that kind of stuff, most people, and this is totally putting them in a box. So I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but a lot of people think of like, hippies as like crunchy people as people I literally just heard this on the radio the other day but that they don't shower very often or that they're all you know smell like patchouli and sing kubaya well obviously they're not all like that but the way that my the way that I am as a personality is that I'm very spiritual and I also swear all the time and I also love to drink wine And I also put in fake hair extensions every so often, you know, so I feel that my rebellion is that I do things, I do spirituality different than what you most likely see. So like if you were to see me in person, I mean, besides a feather tattoo on my arm, you probably won't think that I have intuitive abilities and I know all there is to know about human design, you know, which is like the most woo-woo system that you could find. So yeah. Yeah. That's where I got the rebel spirit from. Yeah. I mean, for sure it does. I think if you you come from like a non-spiritual background and you hear about spirituality, I definitely wasn't, I didn't grow up spiritual. I wasn't religious by any sort. Um, so whenever I heard of spirituality, I thought of just kind of like that hippie, like church going very, I don't know if the word celibate is the right word, (laughs) very innocent and like kind of delusional aspect of things. Yeah. I do think that there is like a sense of non-traditional, like, um, 
characteristics when it comes to, especially I think the new age spirituality is very individualistic, mm-hmm. like their own beliefs and yeah. what they hone their energy towards. Um, it's very weird when you kind of start to get into like new age and there's some pretty scary things. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, not to get into that, but right. I think at the end of the day, whatever rebellious means to you should be what, what lights you up and what makes you feel like you're on your own path without needing to define it to other people. Yes, exactly. And I feel like the rebellion within me comes from doing things differently, whether it's, you know, like my whole childhood growing up to be a teacher. Well, I decided to rebel against that rebel against my upbringing and do what I wanted to do. Mm. So yeah. Leading with the made for more feeling. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's just like a rebellious thought just in its own made for more. If you feel like you're made for more, I think that that is a rebellious mindset and rebellion doesn't mean a bad thing. Like I think that word to rebel, it has such a bad or negative connotation. And I disagree with it. I think that people who rebel are here to make changes are here to make the world a better place, you know, as long as they're rebelling in a positive way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like you said, with the manifestors, you know, on their own path and having a spotlight, but using it for good, you know, almost like a Gabby Bernstein or yes the Tony Robbins you know so for sure love that yeah I guess I have one last question just because we're on this topic and I love it so much and Mm -hmm. I meant to ask you it from the beginning but nothing but topping it off with a cherry on top what does being made for more mean to you I think that it means that you that you're driven that you're ambitious and that you aren't going to settle for less than enough. And I think that that means so many different things for so many different people. Um, You know, I think that some people, when you know that you're made for more is that you're here to make a bigger impact to help more people, to spread a message to more people, um, that your, I really just that your impact can be made for more people. Yeah. You know, comes down to purpose and also defining like, what is your enough, mm-hmm. you know, cause we live in a world where we feel like we don't have enough or we don't do enough. And so there's always someone farther than you. There's always someone that has more money than you. Someone, mm-hmm. but there's also somebody that hasn't achieved as much as you or someone that hasn't, you know, achieved or, you know, gotten or been through your own story, you know, that hasn't right. been in your shoes. And so I think that's the whole empowerment possibly behind what being made for more means to you. And instead of doing so much, right. Talking about generators, talking about projectors all around, like Mm -hmm. comes down to being more of what that enoughness means to you and building upon that. Right. Absolutely. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. 
All right. Well, I am so grateful that you took the time to come on to today's episode with me. Um, I definitely will have your links and your information, your profile, um, anything you want to share with me with your coaching services, I will leave in the description in the podcast episode. No, I think this was such a fun conversation. And I think that people understanding their human design really is so beneficial. So the more that we can get the word out about it and how it can be helpful for you as a person is the more, the better.